The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz with likes and the message. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitzed, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. Know the number for that. Miss the first hour, a lot of football. Texans just won't go away. And uh, a lot of talk about the playoff games. Didn't get to all of them, though. So uh, knock these out. And then uh, next segment, we'll talk a little bit about tonight's game. Where the uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes will take on Nick Satan in, the, in Alabama. That's right. Do you, do you still think the whole world is rooting for Alabama? Uh, I think I don't think the whole world is. But I think this is the first time in a long time where there's probably more people rooting for them than against them. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I I find them impossible to root for. So yeah, yeah I I admire their greatness, but you know, it just I I don't really have any love for Ohio State either, though. So I'm that's not... that's what it boils down <laughs> to. And this is a year where there's a lot of people who are like you know who at least think Alabama deserve to be in the playoff. There's a lot of people who will not get over the fact they don't think that Ohio State earned their way into the playoffs. And that that is a a sticking point for some people. But doesn't that end when they clobber Clemson? No, because now it's they only played six games. Of course they're rested. Yeah, see, I think you can make a case, though, that the team that's played more games has had a lot more time to develop everybody, too. So, I mean, I think there's advantages to both ways. I don't disagree. I'm just telling you what I think the general public believes. Well, I think, uh, okay, that's that's what I'm curious about. So, uh, some of the other games that we did not get to, Rams-Seahawks, boy, really, really bad pick six kind of turn things. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a receiver screen get picked off? It's been a long time. Like, it just doesn't happen. I think it was Matt Schaub against the Seahawks. It might have (laughs) been. Yeah, this game was, uh, by the way, uh, my bet on this game, lost the under. Mm. Had no business losing. I I mean, that, that game was the most under game, but you get pick sixes, you get fumbled punts. Like those are the kind of things that's that's an underkiller. But the listen, the, the the Seahawks just played a really sloppy game. And you know what? While while we're at it, I'll uh, I, I give my I told you so. I'll go ahead and re, uh, revoke something I said earlier that maybe Brian Schottenheimer deserves a second chance as a head coach. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you you've lost my faith, buddy. So uh, well, the second half of the season, his stock has plummeted. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. I guess so, but really, they they were still winning games, so it wasn't as noticeable. Right. When you lose, that's when you really start to say, like, that's the call you're making there. That's that ain't that's not good, especially when you start losing the playoffs. Everything's getting questioned. Just a really rough day for for that offense. Well, and the Rams. It's not like that. the Rams weren't great. No. Well, Cam Akers had a really good game, and that, and I think that was one of the differences. But 
They, they trot John Wolford out there. He gets hurt early. You have to bring in Jared Goff, who did not look good, but did well enough to win the football game. And yep. I, I, man, I looking ahead, I think the Rams can beat the Packers. They're certainly a live dog. I don't, I don't I, think they will, but I think they can. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not counting out anybody in, in the NFC. Uh, so I, I'm, I agree with you on that. And uh, the other, the other NFC game that was uh, yesterday, Saints were never in any danger against the Bears. No, but the Saints' offense is not very good. Like there, there's concern. Now I guess the Bears' defense is solid, but man, that that was not a a, a great performance. They won. They covered. But if you're watching that game, you're going. Are you guys gonna Are you guys gonna start playing offense at some point? That'd be great. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what the Bears do. The Bears ugly up games. They yeah. uglied up this one, and the Saints did enough to win. And if you had the ten and a half, you're really pissed that the Bears didn't uh, kick that extra point. Yes. <laughs> but uh, or eleven, I guess it would have been. Because uh, that number, I don't know what the n- final number was, but it was. The, I think it closed at eleven. Yeah, so you're not too happy about that, but uh, unless you unless you went the other way, which uh, and it works out. Yeah, uh, but they the the Bears. I mean, you, there just weren't that many possessions in that game, which is one of the reasons. Why, and we see this in the playoffs. We saw it with Ravens Titans too. But that's what the Bears wanted. They yeah. wanted a low possession game. They got the exact kind of game that they wanted. They just suck on offense to the point that they they couldn't score. And and you saw last night why all this talk. You know, from three or four weeks ago, about maybe the, you know the somebody's going to sign Mitch Trubisky to a big deal. Like this is why you can't because Mitch is not he's not that dude. Yeah, their their offense was just non-existent, and the I mean that they've got to do something on that side of the ball. And, and I don't think Mitch was the total problem. He had a he, he wasn't, but he's he, just not he the a, answer. I That's know. The, uh, yeah, I don't think he's the answer. But I mean, uh, he should have had a touchdown pass early that might have changed the way the whole game went. Where I mean, I, I mean that that's a catch that Aaron can make. Yeah. But uh, you know that, and I think then after, but you look at the third quarter where they're getting like six yards, and it's just, oh my god, you guys have to do something. And at some point, t- take a shot, and if you throw an interception, oh well. Yes. But just t- do something. Take a shot. Hey, you Give sound, yourself a chance. You, you sound like uh, Coach Cower. Uh, that well, was that was what he was saying at well, halftime. There you is, go. Throw the ball down. Let him throw the ball. If, uh, if you lose it, you lose it. But I mean, you're, the way they were playing, they were going to lose anyway. So, you know, sometimes sometimes you got to take a few more chances than you're used to, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, that's uh, that's just one of those where you're like, okay. And uh, we, we talked a little bit about the Ravens Titans in terms of some of the coaching decisions, but that was a that was a game when you talk about a grinded out game and. Baltimore did exactly what it needed. The, the Titans, I thought, did what they needed to do to be in it except run the damn ball. Derrick Henry could do nothing yesterday. And Lamar Jackson in the running game was amazing, and that that was the difference. And I think the, the Ravens having a better defense, but I thought the Titans slowed it down a lot and kind of did what the Bears did to stay in the game. Well, it's almost like you know the Ravens were without Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell the last time. Uh, Derek Derek Henry ran all over him. It's almost yeah. like Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams are difference makers. Who would have thought? And I mean, they just shut the run down. Uh, and somebody said to me yesterday, somebody tweeted at me. Uh, neither neither one of those teams played really well. And I I, I disagree. I, I I mean, I I don't think the Ravens were great offensively, uh, but it, I I, they, I think they were good enough. And 
that their defense was dominant. And I, when you put Ryan Tannehill in a situation where you know he's got to throw it, yeah. Ryan Tannehill is just a guy. Like Ryan Tannehill's brilliant when Derrick Henry's you know breaking off forty yard runs you know yeah, every and then you, quarter. Then, yeah, he runs for eighty yards and then you play action and you, and your guys are wide open. But when you're down two touchdowns and Derrick Henry's averaging two point eight yards per carry or whatever it was, that's when you see Ryan Tannehill. He's he's a good player. He's fine, but he's not a a, a game changing quarterback. And yesterday, Lamar Jackson was. It was mostly yep. on the ground, but he he was uh, he had a really bad interception in the first half. I don't know. What That's one of the that worst throws I've ever oh, seen. God, that, I mean bad. that that was the kind of throw that when he was coming out, I was like, dude, this is the kind of stuff that is going to kill whoever drafts this guy because he made throws like that in college, and it was like this guy is going to win the Heisman. What, <laughs> have you have you seen what what he does with the ball sometimes? And he, for the most part, he'd work that out of his game. But yeah, that one came out of nowhere, and it's, I, I saw that. I was like, "Oh God, that is an old Lamar Jackson <laughs> throw," and that was really, really atrocious. Well, now we'll get the uh, Ravens Bills, which I think is going to be one hell of a. Oh, game. I was so disappointed. I, I wanted the Steelers to win so badly. <laughs> I, I figured <laughs> you did because the last team you want to see is the Ravens. I mean, and, they're, they're and the playing first so team well. you wanted to see was the Steelers. Yes, I, I, and I tweeted it before. I said, "Now I just need the Steelers to win this fraud bowl, so the, so I don't have to, so the Bills don't have to play the Ravens next week." And sure enough, they couldn't even do that. Yeah, because that would have been their best path to the, the championship game. But you know what? If they can get by the Ravens, and the thing is, I think the Browns have zero chance against the Chiefs. So I agree. That means uh, that, that means going to be Chiefs in one of those two. So. Uh, but you know what? If you can beat the the Ravens and the Chiefs back to back, you've earned it. So, yep. and the Bucks beat Washington. No real surprise there. Uh, and Washington, they they put up a fight. They did. They, they their offense is just not good enough. And that that was kind of the, the take all along was this is a good team uh, defensively. You know, Chase Young is turning into a monster before our eyes, but they just do not have the offensive firepower and. They hung in as long as they could in that game, and then you know got away from a little bit at the end. But uh, they, they're just not. They, they need more on that side of the ball to become a real contender. And they're not. They were never a real contender. That's why they were seven right. win team. Right. I mean, that's seven win teams are going to have big holes in their game, and their hole is that they, they're just not very good on offense. And not having Alex Smith out there, I don't think that made it any easier. Although Heineke played well. I mean, he played as well as you could have asked him to, right? I, I yeah, mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, it's not like he did anything to win the game for him, but by the same token, if you're going to have to start Taylor Heineke, you'll take that game every time. Yeah. And, and I mean, I thought he was pretty effective for being Taylor Heineke. So it's not ideal that that's your quarterback in a playoff game. No. But, you know, that's uh, – um, so Bucks get the Saints for the third time this year. Early er, – quick first impression. I mean, I think we just saw with, you know, we've seen it before. It's hard to beat teams a third time. Uh, but I, 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 to me right now, the, the, the Saints are playing so well defensively. But they also just played Mitch Trubisky. So you got to take right. it with a grain of salt. But they're getting healthy. Michael Thomas is is, is back and obviously already a difference maker. Uh, that, that, that's It may be the most, it was it's certainly one of the two most intriguing games on the, on the board next week. Uh, I, I guess if I have to, if I have to now, I'd lean towards the the Bucks. 
Yeah, and then the other NFC will be Rams and Packers. We talked about that a little bit. I think a lot depends. Aaron Don- Aaron Darnold, Aaron Darnold, Aaron Donald has to be healthy for the. Yeah, Rams to if have he's a hurt, that's you're you're in trouble. But uh, but yeah, I, I think they're live too. And we mentioned Ravens Bills. That's the other really intriguing game. I think I think really both of the the secondary games that don't involve the one seed. I could see going either way. I think those are going to be the best two games. I, I, I think the Rams, the Rams need to ha- have uh, Donald healthy to win. If they don't, the Packers are going to crush them. And and I still don't know that they can win. Well, I also think they need they need Jared Goff to be that's, healthy too. That's the other thing I was going to say is is the one thumb Jared Goff. I, I don't know if that's going to get it done. It wasn't good enough. And and you know what? To his credit, like he came out. He's a gamer. Like I, I know, like. People make fun of him because he's a, a soft ass California, you know, sort of a not. He's not a. He doesn't look like a hard dude. He doesn't act like a hard dude. But to go out there with a, a screw in your thumb and and you know when your team is like, hey, our, this guy got knocked out. We need you anyway. Uh, you got to give him some kind of credit. And then to go out and win, right? You got to give him some credit. Yeah, when he wasn't even supposed to play. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, college football playoff national championship coming up in the next segment, and I'll tell you what I'll be drinking while that's on tonight. You'll be drinking some Carbock, I bet, because that's the commercial I've got to read right here. Absolutely. I knew it. Uh, guys, Carbock's something for everybody. I don't know what Fred's going to be drinking tonight. I don't know if he, he – I'm sure he's, he's – he might break out some old-school BBH or something for the championship game. That's what Fred likes to do. He likes to open a special bottle on a special occasion. So that may be the way he goes, but – uh, you never know because he, Fred's wife may say, "Hey, I want to drink some Love Street tonight." That's what we're drinking, uh, and and you can find Love Street, you can find uh, Hopadillo, you can find Crawford Bach, basically anywhere you go in the city. But if you go to the brewery, that's where you start to find the stuff that you can't find anywhere else. Some of the finest liquid you can get in this great city and uh and they've got it all over the place over there at carbach check them out on facebook instagram and twitter the ranch water available now if you're looking for uh something easy to drink something light something refreshing that ranch water is awesome uh check them out and when you're out and about make sure you grab yourself some carbach ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back. Man, is this the best three days of football of the year with the playoffs and the championship? Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Yeah. So we got the championship tonight. Breaking news first, though. Uh, Dan Quinn went to uh, interview with the Dallas Cowboys for their defensive coordinator job. They didn't leave, let him leave. He's hired. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that's a great hire. Yeah. I don't know how many times we've talked about that, but uh, fantastic hire. Good job, Cowboys. So... I would call that an upgrade. Yeah, I would say so. That's a good hire. Yeah. All right. Uh, got a big game tonight. By the way, uh, a little little bit more news. The the Falcons today, did you hear that they interviewed Todd Bowles and Arthur Smith today? Oh, okay. Uh, Arthur Smith, after that, that game yesterday, I'd, I'd be weary of. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I I also you also look at what he's done with Ryan Tannehill. And granted, he's 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 gotten the most out of that offense. For, you know, for what it is, because I guarantee you, if if Derrick Henry's gone tomorrow, uh, that's a that's a seven win team at, at best. And so I think he's done a really good coaching job. But you know, well, I mean, it, it's always hard to know because you'd have a certainly different kind of talent in Atlanta yeah. if you kept everybody. But then that's what a good coach does. All right, let's get to the game tonight. We've been promising the people, man. I know you have some thoughts. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know about you. Uh, I, I'm I'm leaning towards uh, – I, I, I'm not going to have a play on a side. I, I won't have a play on either side today, just to throw that out there. My, my lean is towards Alabama. It's nine um, points right now on my book. It's at, Yeah, I, I can't in good conscience recommend you play it at nine when you could have had it at six and a half a week ago. So the value has all been sucked out of that thing. But, of course, I'm not going to sit there and watch the national championship with, with no, uh, no skin in the game. What kind, of, what kind of scumbag degenerate would I be if I did that, Fred? Uh, the worst kind. That, that would be no fun. So I, I've got a couple plays for you. I, I locked in the over at 75. It's at 74.5 right now, so you can get that. and still get, I think there's still value in that number. Uh, I, I think both these teams are going to score a lot. Uh, I, I, I said, you know, weeks ago, if Alabama plays Ohio State, I don't think Alabama will punt more than once or twice the entire game. They are going to score touchdowns, and they're going to score a lot of them. So I, on, on that note, uh, I also played Alabama's team total over, and I played that at 40-and-a-half. Uh, I think it's at 41-and-a-half now. 42 right now. Okay, I think 42 is probably the cutoff of where I'd play it, but I, I, I'd probably play that. And then I played a uh, a little a, a couple little prop bets. Well, one I played an alternate total. Uh, I played Ohio State Bama over eighty three and a half at plus two twenty five. Okay, like it. Uh, just if it if it goes and goes, I mean, you know, this is this. I, 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 if if Ohio State's competitive, I think that hits. If they're not, it probably doesn't. But if, if Ohio State's competitive in this game, I think that it hits. And then. I think that the smart way to attack. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big prop, but prop guy, and I'm not throwing like tons of money on these props. But there are a couple props that I saw, and I was like, okay. Uh, what I think, uh, w- one of the ways I think Alabama is going to have success tonight is with their tight ends. So I ended up looking at a couple of the uh, a couple of the props for for players, and Alabama's tight ends are dominant. These are guys who it, it, they don't get much pub because they've got you know, they've got the the Heisman Trophy winner uh, at wide receiver and they have a guy better than probably a better player than the Heisman Trophy winner coming back for the game tonight in Waddle. So, between Waddle and Smith, there's not room for a bunch of pub out there for these guys, but I do think that you're going to see some some at least some quality action to the tight ends. Uh, I I don't like playing the, the touchdown props, although I, I I did do one of those, but but I think Billingsley and Forrestall, uh, Billingsley uh, is at three and a half receptions, uh, and that's minus one thirty. Uh, Forrestall's over two and a half, which is minus one sixty seven. I put a little bit on both of those, and then I, I put a you know like a quarter of a unit on the uh, on the touchdown props 
for those two guys as well. So uh, I, I think that they'll get involved. The, the tight ends will be involved, but I, I do think this is a shootout type game. The uh, the the real the best offenses that Alabama saw this year, Florida and Ole Miss, they struggled with, and and those teams put points on the board. And this Ohio State offense is better than both of those teams. So there, I, I have no doubt Ohio State is going to score points in this game, unless Justin Fields is just, you know, completely broken, which is entirely possible. Right. I, I imagine they'll put whatever shot they need to put in that dude, and he's going to go out there and, and he's going to play ball. Uh, but I, I, I stand by it. This Ohio State secondary and this Ohio State pass rush, which are two staples of that of that program, those two put out better corners and better pass rushers than just about anybody year in and year out, they don't have it this year. They just don't have the bodies back there. Between opt-outs and graduations, they just aren't prepared for what they're going to see from this Alabama team that can just attack you from so many different ways. And on on top of all those receivers, they've got the best running back in the country, the Doak Walker winner. Uh, On top of all that, they've got the best offensive line in the country. They've got the the best quarterback in the country this year. They've, They've got everything. This is just a once-in-a-lifetime offense, which is crazy to say because everyone talked about LSU's offense last year, and I, I've said it before, it's not apples to apples because LSU played a full season, and there's something to be said for that. But, you know, if you rate, rate them out metrically, DVOA and things like that, this is a more efficient, this is a better offense than what LSU had a year ago. And we all thought that was the best offense that, that history would ever know. So this this Alabama team is going to they're they're going to put up some points tonight. It's just a matter of what their defense can do. One of the weaker Nick Saban Alabama defenses. Not to say that that makes them a bad defense, because a lot of teams in the country would love to have a defense like Alabama's. Yeah. But compared to some of the other teams Nick Saban has won titles with, this this Alabama defense is is not as strong as some of those. To that point, I like uh, Ohio State team total over thirty three. Okay. Uh, I think they're going, and that kind of plays into what you were talking about with the over. But I, I think Ohio State's going to score. Uh, I, I also think Alabama's going to probably hang fifty on them. So you like the over as well? I like the over as well, but uh, and it's it's tough to play an over when you see seventy five. I know it's, like, it's one of those numbers. Like, oh my god, what is this? A Mac game? Like it, it, this is it's tough, man. It's it's tough to put that down on on a Nick Saban defense, you know, and. Uh, it's normally tough to put that down on Ohio State defense. It's it's a big, big number, but I, I stand by it, man. I just do not see a way. I, I don't think either of these offenses can be shut down. I don't know if Alabama's can even be slowed down, though, by this Ohio State yeah, I, I, I think um, unless Alabama turns the ball over, I don't see them punting, frankly. Uh, I, I, I just think that it's going to be tough to stop them, but I think Ohio State is in, in even the reason I like this play because even if Alabama's hanging fifty on them, they're going to have to keep throwing and have to keep trying to score. Yep. And so I like I like that, and I also like the first half Ohio State team total, which is only sixteen, and I think that's that's under a key number for me. So yeah. I like that one, but I, I like the team total, and I do like the over. So uh, lots of scoring is is how I see this, but. You know, we'll, we'll see We've how been it wrong goes. before, right? Uh, a lot of people wanted to know <laughs> if, if uh, this is the first over you've ever played in your life. <laughs> no, it's not. But I, it's it, it's I, I definitely end up on more unders than overs. But uh, it, the overs are more fun to play, certainly, because yeah. you always feel like you still got a chance somehow. There comes a time when you bet an under that there's no well. If this gimmicky thing happens, I'm still in it. 
there comes a time where it's just over. You're, you're done for. Right. With with an over, uh, you never know. And overtime, I mean, hell, in, in this situation, there's not. I mean, they're going to play forever and ever. And so, if there's overtime, let them let them keep racking them up. I don't think it needs overtime, though. I, I think you're going to see. I, I think you're going to see a quarter tonight where there's probably 24 points scored. Which sounds crazy, but I, I think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and and there are some some quarter props you can play overs on too. So, uh, I think the smart thing for for them to do, if I'm Ohio State, I think the smart thing to do is to make to make them either dink and dunk or or run the ball more. And if they run the ball, I mean they're 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 going to control the clock, which makes it even worse for you. If you're Ohio State, because the pressure's already on Ohio State to score every single time, right? But and this is maybe I guess I guess this is the best example I can come up with. But if you if you remember the beginning of the the Alabama Arkansas game, uh, where Alabama just couldn't get anything going early, and, and Arkansas was playing like basically a dime the whole time, and everybody was back and. It, so they were forcing Alabama to throw everything underneath, and they were running to, to the spot and making tackles. Now, eventually, it, it stopped working, and it ended up being a blowout. But it, it, obviously, Ohio State has better personnel than Arkansas. If they can do something like that, it's a risky strategy, but that may be their only strategy to keep in this game. Because as it stands, every time you see Ohio State punt, you go, oh, boy, that's trouble. Like, yeah. and, and I'm not talking about for the cover. Like I, I mean, they, they can still yeah they yeah. can still cover nine if they punt once or twice. But if you're trying to if you're an Ohio State fan and you think they're going to win the national championship tonight, if they punt twice, you're almost certainly wrong. And how how scary is it to think that Alabama's getting a receiver back that's probably better than the Heisman winner? It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't know how he'll I don't know what his health level is going to be or what, but. I mean, that's a guy who is a, a game changer. And like I said, this Ohio State secondary already has some, some question marks in my mind. All right. There you go. That should give you something to play around with. Aaron, you got any action? No, I was going to enjoy it. I'm going to follow you guys, but I'm just going to enjoy the game. I'm going to enjoy cool. a little bit of the Buzz Williams show while I get it ready for a ah. trade tonight. And then on my way home, and when I get home, enjoy the rest of the game. Well, there you go. All right. I got to tell you guys about my good friends over at TGS Insurance. And these guys have done me a big favor. They saved me over a th- over $1,000 a year on my homeowner's insurance. I mean, when you really think about that, it's like $1,000 a year that I was just paying. And I wasn't getting anything extra. It's not like my homeowner's insurance was any better back then. Uh, I was just I was just throwing money out there. And guys, TGS, they know that you're probably overpaying. You probably have it locked into some sort of bundle or whatever that you got five years ago and it's expired now and you're paying too much. They want to help you. All you got to do is send a text. You text the word money to 232323. They're going to reply back and ask for your address. You send that to them. They're going to get you a full quote within 15 seconds for your homeowner's insurance. And there's no obligation. If you don't like it, all right. Maybe they can't save you money. Not everybody saves money, believe it or not, but most people do. Once again, text the word money to 232323. Start saving right now with my guys over at TGS Insurance. Well, hello. 
To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And this is one of those, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, if, if the Rockets play the Lakers on Sunday and no one watches, did it happen? I, I sir, I didn't know it happened. My bad. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I certainly wasn't watching. Yeah, me either. Did you see that uh, Jim Harbaugh signed his new five-year deal today with Michigan? Good for him. Uh, that's a guy who's he's got a nice little racket going, doesn't he? Yeah. And the fact that he made a, made a market for himself with Michigan by acting like he was up for pro jobs. Uh, well played, sir. Yep. Well played. Uh, I don't know that that's great for Michigan, but... You know, he's he's convinced him that he should get five more years. So there. Good for him. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. Did you see the uh, the Ravens stomping on the Titans logo at midfield and getting yes. a, a penalty? Didn't the Titans do that to them? No, right? the Titans did it to the Steelers. Oh, okay. They were stomping on those uh, those yellow rags and wiping tears with those yellow, the terrible towels, uh, whatever they call so them. So they did that to the Steelers, but they also have their pregame team meeting right before going into the locker room, apparently at center field, like at, at midfield. And they did that when they were at Baltimore earlier in the season. Uh, okay. And Baltimore took that personally. Well, I don't blame them. Hey, can we squeeze in a quick uh, Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day? Sure. The Gym of the Day. It's the gem of the day, the Zadok Jeweler gem of the day. You know, the COVID has not been good for oh people who want to have affairs or really sex in general, and certainly not threesomes. No. A British couple sneaked a woman into their Barbados hotel, allegedly for sex, and have they been fined 4,000 euros... Uh, after being caught out when security guards spotted the woman scaling the hotel wall at midnight, which obviously is against uh, boy, this the the woman who's the was bringing in the other woman, pretty hot, apparently so, yeah. Uh, but cops were called when the security guard found Jamaican Michaela Jockus with the couple on their patio of the Colony Club Hotel. Uh, Nightly forty two uh, is a nurse and. Uh, they both pleaded guilty. They had to appear at magistrate's court in St. Thomas, but apparently uh, it says they could have led to a disaster uh, had they infected her, and they were baffled by their actions on December 30th. So basically, during the Rona, you're not supposed to ship in a woman for a threesome because you could spread the Rona to her, and then she could spread it to all of Barbados. Well, that wouldn't be good. Yeah, so $4,000 fine. And that's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Apparently, there have been just seven deaths on the island of 287,000 people all back in April, but there's been a recent spike in cases. 
And uh, Miss Knightley admitted to knowing they could not leave the hotel while awaiting test results, but claimed she didn't know they couldn't invite guests to their room. Ugh. So terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean that uh, some of these laws, I just don't know. How can you not have a guest? I mean, I, I mean, you could take her temperature, right? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> oh boy, um, Crystal asking. Do you make your threesome extra wear a mask asking for a friend? Don't really think a mask would help if you're threesoming. I'm just guessing there's going to there's gonna be contact there. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to be Rona-proof there. Uh, although apparently Trey can be around strippers and not get the Rona. Maybe wear a gas mask. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. Because isn't there other contact in the... Th- I, 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 I would I, never know. I don't know if... You, but can can uh, COVID be passed through that kind of contact? Uh, yeah, I assume. I mean, okay. it's, it's sur- well, I don't know all the surface rules. contact, right? I, mean, I guess so. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't, know how, I don't know anything about spreading the Rona, except that I got it. Now I don't have it, so I'm not spreading it. That's all Good I know job. about it. Yeah, there we go. Oh, boy. I just I thought that was funny as hell. There there's a couple other ones that I'll say for later in the week, but one of them I, I've given up on Hollywood completely. AJ, in terms of their creativity, okay, they're making a Rubik's cube movie. Oh, that sounds like a thriller. Yeah, apparently there it, it's <laughs> what. Yeah, uh, one of the. <laughs> The uh, the guy Ashok Almertrod says I've had a personal and nostalgic connection to Rubik's cube from my early days in India. Uh, I'm lo- I'm thrilled to partner with Endeavor Content and look forward to creating a wonderful and complex Rubik's universe. A Rubik's universe. Yeah, I I can tell you I will not be in line for that Can't movie. Can't wait. Yeah, to not watch that. <laughs> but. Oh, well, hey, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, and our friends at Culture Map wrote about it, speaking of movies, that I, I was saying there's a, a drive-thru that they were opening near me on Navigation. Apparently has like the largest... A drive-in? A, a drive-in, yeah. Uh, has the largest screen in the city. So, uh, nice. So they're, I guess they're launching this weekend. I, yeah, it might be something I, I look at down the road. They're, they're doing like old movies right now, but... Uh, when you say old movies, like from your childhood, uh, well, not gone with the wind. Not that old. Jeez, come on, movies that people would still like. Oh, okay, those yeah. kind of movies. Yeah, yeah, got it. But uh, uh, I think they're opening this weekend. So if you're looking for something to do where you can get out and be safe and socially distance in your own car, I think uh, let's see what them they've got: Jurassic Park and Legend of Ron Burgundy. Okay, so you know movies that people would like. So. And they've they've got a whole bunch of them scheduled. If you go to Culture Map, uh, our buddy Stevie D wrote the story on it, so go check it out if you're interested in doing something like that. Me, I I am not right now because it's too cold. It was yeah. it was brutal this morning, man. I, I and of course, stupid me, half awake. I've got on a really light uh, hoodie when the dogs have to go out, and I'm out there for about two minutes. And like, oh, this. I mean, I'm shaking. I'm like, you idiot, you you. You know, keep a jacket down there for God's sakes. So, uh, I'm not down with this. I'm not down with this cold weather. I, I want it to be about ten degrees. I, I always, I always complain. It needs to be. 10 Dude, everybody longer. on my Instagram in Austin 
is like it's a winter wonderland. They're playing in snow, building snow. Like it wasn't like when you know how it snows here, and it like it'll snow for ten minutes, and you might see like a, what looks like frost on the ground. They had like real snow in Austin. That's pretty cool. I, I, I was guess. I was hoping, I'm not a big snow guy. I, I, well, I, I like it, it here because it does what what you said. It's like two minutes. We get a little bit on the ground. You can throw some snowballs at each other, and then it goes away. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, says, oh boy, Rubik's Cube movie sounds great. Don't be square. Ah. Uh, uh, well played, sir. Well played. Or ma'am. Could be a ma'am. Sounds like a real blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm definitely passing on that. Oh, boy. So uh, we I, we'll get back to the Texans just a little bit and, and some of these coaching names. Would anything surprise you right now? Because I, I just feel like I don't trust them to do I mean, like any weird rumor I hear. I'm actually believing these days. I mean, I won't believe anything until we see something. I mean, because I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know which direction anybody's going right now. Speaking of which, uh, kind of an interesting, uh, interesting little tidbit here. Uh, Jared Bild here, the offensive lineman. Yeah. He, uh, the the Colts picked him up to play this week because they were down a bunch of offensive sure. linemen yep. and came out of retirement. Well. He's going to play again with the Packers this week. What? Yeah. They basically. It doesn't even seem like it would be legal. Yeah, well, I mean, the Colts are out, and uh, and I guess part of it's, I don't know, the, the run. He's a member of the Colts practice squad, meaning he's still eligible to be signed by any team. So the Packers need offensive line help. So he signed him off their practice squad. Well, good for them. Well, think- wasn't he on the active roster at the end of the season? No, because with this Rona thing, you can uh, you can you, play practice squad. You, you can activate a practice squad, right? Right. Which, Got it. Right, the Texans did that with with their wide receiver a few times before they actually put him on there. That's true. So, all right, we're gonna take a break. One segment left to go today, and then we got college football national championship coming up. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. I need to give something away. Don't miss your chance to experience the most competitive and high-profile off-road motorcycle racing championship in the world, Monster Energy AMA Supercross. Three rounds of intense competition coming to NRG Stadium January 16th, 19th, and 23rd. At 5.50, we'll take caller number 3 to 713-780-3776. You'll win a family four-pack of FanFest and GA tickets to see the action live on Tuesday January 19th. Visit supercrosslive.com for more information. Lon asked thoughts on David Barron buyout. I, uh, listen, David is, has been a, a friend for a long time. He's a terrific writer. He's a really good human being. We haven't uh, quite seen eye to eye since I got in radio about uh, 
how he covered us. But uh, uh, nothing but respect for the guy. I talked to him a couple weeks ago when he told me he was going to do that. And I wish him all the best. So um, he's a good dude. But, you know. All right. Anyone who, That's what I've got to say eh, about that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> listen, he, he, he covered he covered our business. I just think, you know, that's going to create some, uh, uh, let's just say some disagreements. How's that? Is that fair? Okay. You know, I'm just yeah. going to leave it at that. I, I was, but I, I just, I want to praise him for everything but that. Great dude. All right. Uh, well. I still remember him asking me, why would you leave a number one show in Austin <laughs> to come here and work on the number three sports station? <laughs> well, David. I'm hoping this isn't the number three sports station for long. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll never forget local programming. Uh, it, it was, it, I, I don't remember the exact context, but they, he like mentioned the show for 610. He mentioned the show for 790. And then he said, ESPN 975 airs local programming <laughs> talking about us. And uh, it, it was, it was I, you know, fairly dismissive, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's uh, uh, good for him. I mean, I, I think, I've seen a lot of people like I think Richard Justice took a buyout from MLB.com too. So a lot of my former colleagues are, um, you know, getting out of the business, which is uh, not really surprising. Eh, but it's also uh, I mean, that's that's a long ass career in one business. It is. And yep. I, I'm just glad that I got onto something else because I would have <laughs> I would have killed myself by now if I were still doing newspapers. But well, we got. Uh, uh, any last minute thoughts on, on the game besides the, the the betting that we gave everybody? No, I mean I I just hope it's somewhat competitive. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for it, but I I, I hope it's somewhat competitive because I because I, I ended up not taking a side. I used uh, Alabama in a, a, a money line parlay with Baltimore. Uh so you know I I, I hope Bama wins for that reason. But that's about it. I, I think Ohio State can score enough against these guys to make it an interesting game. I I, I think Alabama wins. But, you know, here, here's the, the one thing that and this is the reason why I'm staying away from the side, too. I think Alabama's better, but Ohio State, we saw them take a big jump in only, what, their seventh game of the year. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't take another big jump. Although, I mean, let, they, they played their worst game of the year in their sixth game of the year. So, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, but that and that's the thing. You don't have enough of a full season where you can look and say, okay, which one are we going to get? And, you know, if they play back to that, then they'll get blown out. I mean, yeah. That, that, that Northwestern game was just awful. And really that game, that game was close until, until late. They, they damn near lost that damn thing. So uh, that's why you can't really forget about that. But the way they played against Clemson, if they, they play that way again, I think they'll hang around. And, you know, we'll, We'll see how uh, we'll see how it plays out. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN's the number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. You know, I I think I might be coming around on Baker Mayfield a little bit. Um, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I I just I I, I kind of like the little stuff he does to troll people, like wearing his hat backwards to troll Colin Cowherd last night during the press conference. Yeah, uh, little stuff. I, I, it's kind of fun. I'm, I'm getting a little sick of his commercials. But. Yeah, I mean, the commercials are cool, but l- l- I just don't – I'm more considering his game. I, I'm not sure I'm crazy about his game. No, I'm not I'm not sure about that either. I, I, I just – I don't know that he's 
Yeah, I, I kind of feel like he's Ryan Tannehill. You know, when when those guys are running the ball and he can do play action, he's really good. Uh, you take away the run and ask him to win. Oh, he's played really well the second half of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had like one interception over the second half of the season, which is pretty good. So, uh, having said all that, I think they get the the path ends in Kansas City. Um, I just don't think they can keep up with the Chiefs uh, unless everything goes right like it did last night for them. And even then, I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to go away. So, I uh, man, I don't know if you saw this. There was one commercial yesterday where they kept, I guess it was for, it was one, for one of the insurance companies where they show a moon buggy. Aaron, did you see this? And they're talking about the future of, of insurance. No. Well, there, there's people on the moon on a moon bu- buggy, and they go to do a jump, and it basically says, do not attempt on there. Are we really to the point where we have to tell people, do not attempt jumping a moon buggy on the moon <laughs> because we're not there? It's like, <laughs> I'm like, really, guys? I hope you're joking. I hope this is a joke. Hey, man, f*** that. Hmm. Anyway. That's uh, that's what happens when you watch, I don't know, 18 hours of football this weekend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched pregame shows this weekend. Uh, did, you, did you watch any of the Nickelodeon thing? I, I did watch it for a little bit. I tried to get my kids into it to see if they'd be more interested in it if they were watching it like that, but it's a little silly for my taste. Yeah, but I mean, you're not the target audience either. We were talking about it on Twitch on one of the breaks, and and most most of the people didn't like it. I the, I, I didn't even know they were doing it until during the Saints game when they said, "Hey, uh, uh, this is what it looks like on Nickelodeon," and they were sliming the end zone, and I'm like, "Eh, that looks kind of fun," but yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't watch any of you it. You didn't stay on there the whole the whole game. Well, no, I never did go over there because okay, by then it was one. late in the game. Yeah, did you know it was going to be on Nickelodeon? No, I didn't. I, I heard them mention something about Nate Burleson being on there, but I didn't really pay attention to it because, you know me, I, I don't really, until the game kicks off, I don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> it's, I, don't, I don't do pregame shows. I don't do stuff like that. I just I like to turn the game on when the game is on. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's it. So I didn't find out about it until well into the into the football game and it's like ah, i don't do i really feel like leaving this to go find nickelodeon and find out what they're doing not really i, I guess we're uh if, aaron i i'm uh not next to a television i haven't seen anything come across my uh my timeline on twitter about the nba meetings like do we do we think that they're gonna that this season's in jeopardy some kind of way i don't think from what i saw tweets earlier i uh, can't remember which reporter had it but they they said everything was pretty everything was going to stay pat but the end, the league had suggested cutting down the shoot around time in the morning and most every gm was like hell no we're not doing that like guys need to get out there and shoot around every, and you know keep their routines up and that was the big that was the big conflict apparently from the the meetings this morning yeah but that's all i've seen all right well it's obviously not as easy when you're not in a bubble. Mm. Yeah, um, and I still think they should have waited. For one thing, we didn't need basketball back right away. And if you if you push it back, what would have been the harm? Get a little more time between the last season and this one, and hopefully get uh, everybody 
you know, start getting people back in the stands and get past this mess right now. But, oh, well, got to make that money. Yep. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. We got the championship game coming up next. Great job, Hoffman. Thank great, you, sir. Great job, Aaron. I was okay today. We will be back tomorrow. We'll break down this game. We'll find out you know, how many more times the Texans have stepped on their crank in the next 24 hours. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of other things to discuss as well. Till tomorrow, stay sports, you bitches. in College Football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.